favorite time of the day. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from SophieLawson.com and this is episode 74 of the So Free Art podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about art and things. And this one is the first About the Tings episode. So I've already recorded three little pieces of this. And so what I'm doing here is recording the intro and the outro. And this episode is going to be all about my recent lucid dreams experience. <laughs> recent lucid dream experiences. And I've started naming my lucid dreams. So the ones I've recorded already is the Trolley of Death... Shopping Trolley of Death, Who's in the Mirror, and Battle Cat. There's another one as well, but I can't remember the name of it, so I'll play those in a minute. But before we get into that, I've got a new little friend for... (laughs) A new little friend for Dennis. I found him in the shop the other day, so I'm calling him Peter the Penguin. I think he looks quite cool. And he will be doing the gong today, so <laughs> ding, little friend for Dennis. If you go onto the YouTube, <laughs> if you go onto the YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you can find a video of this podcast. And if you go to sophielawson.com, you can find show notes and stuff. So this week's inspirational quote is going to come from the book, The Tibetan Book of the Dead which I've started reading, it's actually, I'm finding it quite a hard book to read. I have to like keep rereading pieces of it, because a lot of the, it uses a lot of like Indian words, like Buddhist, Buddhist words and stuff. So it's quite hard to read, and but it's fascinating. I'm already finding a lot of things, and the quote in this kind of links in with lucid dreaming. So that'll be at the end of the episode. Before we get into it as well, I wanted to quickly talk about a couple of little lucid dreams I had this week. So the f- I've got a little thing here with notes. The first little lucid dream I've called Look Into The Eyes. And the other one is called Get Me Out Of Here. <laughs> so look into, me, look into Me Eyes. Look Into Me Eyes. It was from day 630, which was the 23rd of August. 2019 this lucid dream was really it it was a well I really enjoyed it so what happened was I was yeah and this one ended I jolt I jolted as I woke that was weird yeah so this one I can't remember all of it it's very it was a very weird dream where I was having a lucid dream and it was as if there was two dreams playing at the same time one of them was a regular dream, one of them was lucid, and I kept sort of going as if somebody was flicking the stations on the TV. I, it was like I kept flicking between these dreams. So one minute I was lucid, and the dream was like continuing, but it was as if it was continuing without me, because I would go into this other dream which wasn't lucid. Very weird, but what happened was I was in a normal dream, and my sister was in front of me, I wasn't lucid, but my dream self said, 
to my sister, do you know we're dreaming? At which point I became lucid, so it's like my dream self made me lucid. It was like lucid before me. And then what happened was I was just standing in front of my sister, holding her hands, looking directly into her eyes, like crystal clear, my sister. And it was the first time I've ever had a dream with my sister where it was as if my sister was aware that she was dreaming. Because normally when I'm in a dream with my sister, if I tell her I'm... If I become lucid and say, do you know we're dreaming? She's always as if she's half asleep, like a zombie. This is the first time she was actually... It was like she was lucid as well. So I was just holding her hands. And what happened was we start looking into her eyes. I never looked away from her eyes. But I could see the outside. I could see behind her, like peripheral vision. So I could see what was happening in the dream behind her. But I was holding her hand and... We started going up into the sky, like vertically, like that. And I could see in the background, even though I wasn't looking, I could see the trees, like the tops of the trees and the houses. And I was thinking to myself, like, we're going really high here. This is amazing. But because I didn't want to get excited, I kept my focus on her eyes. So what happened was it kept... it. Then the dream then went to something else. Let's see if I can remember. I can't remember what it, what it was. Yeah, <laughs> look, I've wrote here, some of the stuff you write is so weird. I've wrote here, a crocodile was moving to the music, because I heard music. Because what happened was, when this one finished, I jolted, awo- I, jo- I jolted awake in my bed. But as I was waking, I could hear music. And before, earlier in the dream, this crocodile was dancing to the music. <laughs> it's very weird. There's one. So there's one dream with this... I don't know what was going on. I can't really remember that bit. But what happened was I flipped back to this other dream. Me and my sister are now in space. Because I can see space behind us. But again, I'm focused on our eyes. And we just kept going higher and higher. And then I jolted awake. awake, But that it flipped between it about three or four times. So one minute you're seeing this crocodile dream. (laughs) It's very weird. But what I loved about this one was... Yeah... I've wrote here, being monitored in my dreams. It felt like I was being, ah, oh, yes, I remember what happened here. I jolted awake. I jolted awake. I could hear music. I, I can't remember if it was before that or, yeah, it was before that. What happened was, me and my sister were going up really high into space. At which point, we got so high, I woke myself up, wrote my dream down, but I was still dreaming. So I was in a lucid dream. And I was in a false awakening. But there was this lady behind my bed with a notepad writing out what I was doing. It's as if she was writing how how aware I was of what, what, what I'd just been dreaming about. And it's really weird. And then I thought to myself, it was then that I realised I, was, I wasn't awake because there shouldn't be a lady in my bedroom. <laughs> so I pushed myself out of bed, pulled myself out of bed... But I was, it was as if I was on drugs. I was like like floating about, not floating about, I was like like when somebody's drunk and you're all sort of like stumbling around. I was like that and then I jolted awake and then I heard the music and then I was awake and I wrote it all down. It's just a really weird dream. But for me, the, the amazing thing was this connection with my sister, like looking into her eyes and it was like we were both aware that we were dreaming, going up and just enjoying. (laughs) 
yeah, just enjoying going up. It's, I, I think that was a really beautiful dream. There's something else here, which was on the 27th of August. And again, like, when you're writing in your dream diary, you'll sometimes wake up, you write something out, and you're, you're half asleep, you write it out, and then you, you just go straight back to sleep. See, when you wake up and you look at your dream diary, sometimes you wrote stuff down and you can't even, you can't remember writing it down, and you've got no memory of what it was relating to. So what I've wrote here is, I've, I wrote, we put ourselves in the system, and then it says soul of souls, which sounds amazing. I was also dreaming about my nan. Me and my nan was in this massive long corridor. She was at one end, I was at the other end, and we were both trying to get to sleep. <laughs> really weird. But when I saw that soul of souls, I was like, what the heck? It's, it's like really weird. But last night's lucid dream, which I called, <laughs> well, I could either call it I will heal your wounds or get me out of here. This is a this is a bonkers one. So a couple of nights ago, I was walking home from work and I suddenly realised that my eyes were a bit weird. My vision was a bit weird, like blurry. It was. I thought I could blink it out, but I've still kind of got it. It's a bit weird. Yeah, making me a little bit uncomfortable. So last night before bed, I shut one of my eyes. If I shut one of my eyes like that, that eye is quite blurry. Whereas that one is okay. So it's a little bit weird. And then I, so what I did was before I went to sleep, I wrote my little goal. I wrote, heal my eyesight. When I become lucid, I will heal my eyesight. So in that book, Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self by Robert Wagner, he talks about how some people can go into the dreams, become lucid, and manifest balls of balls of healing, like balls of light, put it into their body and heal certain things. So I thought, well, let's try and see if I can do this. <laughs> and the first night of trying to do it, I sort of did it. So, well, there's two bits to this dream. There's the bit when I wasn't lucid and the bit when I was. So I think I'll talk about the bit when I wasn't lucid first. Because the bit when I was lucid is when I do this healing thing. So the bit before this, which is called Get Me Out of Here, this is weird. I was in some sort of shopping centre, sitting on the floor in a regular lucid dream. There was these two people, two ladies walking past, and they were talking and said, we can put makeup on anyone and make them look like gorgeous. And I, I just said, oh, I don't believe that. Then they looked at me as if, how dare you? <laughs> so then they got their, it, it was like they got their makeup and they were going to put this makeup on me to prove they can make anyone gorgeous. But this dream got so weird because what happened was there was this screen in front of me, like a, like a tablet. Let's, let's imagine it was a tablet in front of me like this. What they did was they put this tablet... F- they put this tablet so close to me that it wrapped around me and it's as if it connected around me the minute it connected around me I went into it so it was almost as if this tablet had within it a, a reality which you, you when it was all around you you was inside of it and when, when they put me inside of it there was this person in f- looking straight at me and it wasn't me 
So it was like a mirror, and I was, I started to freak out a little bit, saying, that's not me, who is that? I could hear voices, as if they were outside of this thing, and they were saying to me, stay calm, um, it is you, put your hand up. So I put my hand up, and this this thing looking at me put its hand up. Everything I did, this thing did, but it was like, it wasn't, it was like, it was, it was like a sort of a deformed human. It was like a, hmm, it was like a human, but it wasn't a human. It was as if you got a human and sort of squished and stretched their proportions. So it just did not look, it didn't look, it looked weird. She had this really weird bobbed hairstyle. And I kept saying, get me out of here, I, d- I don't like this. What I did was I pushed myself out of this reality into this other place where there was all the people in that place were like waves of energy. Weird. And I just started thinking, it, I started saying like, I think I broke reality. <laughs> and I was inside of like some sort of caravan thing, pushed myself through the door went outside again it was like i was on an earth that wasn't earth it was like another planet that's when i became lucid so straight away i said i remembered what i wanted to do because i was flying across this weird planet and very like vivid and then i said i will heal my eyesight so what i did was i got my hands i was looking at my hand and said manifest like healing this like bulge started coming out of my hand yeah it felt like if I had left it I feel like something would have come out of it but what happened was as I started seeing this thing coming out of me I just threw my hands to my eyes and I was saying heal my eyesight heal my eyesight I then took my hands away but I was in the void in like the darkness and then I woke up I've still kind of got that thing (laughs) so I didn't do anything but the thing that the thing that gets to me is something started happening and I just feel like I rushed it because I think I should have got the got the ball of energy out first but it's weird but the see if there's anything else that I wrote down here <laughs> healing frog yeah because in before that there was this little frog this little frog was climbing up my leg and I think it bit my leg and my leg was really throbbing in this dream I woke up and in my bed, my leg was throbbing. So I don't know whether my, I don't know whether my leg was throbbing, which made me dream about this frog, or whether the frog made my leg throb. <laughs> Super weird. Anything else in this one? Uh, there's loads of stuff here. Yeah, I've put aliens. Oh yeah, because I said I was unable to breathe when they put that thing over my face. And it wrapped around. I couldn't breathe properly. And that's when I became aware of my body. I could feel my body separate from this like body that was looking at me. Even though it was it was me, it was weird. It was a really weird one. But I broke free. They said try try to keep calm. They said they can make anyone pretty with makeup. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Saw a healing saw a healing bump in my hand and put it to my eyes. I was on some sort of alien planet. Yeah. Someone was following me. Very weird. Just a, a really bonkers dreams. 
that's the thing, it's just really, really weird dreams. So I'm going to keep doing that and hopefully I'll, I'll talk about it in a future episode. Try to manifest this ball of healing and stick it in my eye. <laughs> See what happens. That's basically that's basically that. What I'm going to do now is play the three little lucid dreams I've already recorded and then I'll come back at the end with the inspirational quote and stuff. So, this little lucid dream, I've called this one the shopping trolley of death. And it it's from day 615 of my dream diary, the 8th of August 2019. And this is this is a very strange lucid dream. Probably one of well, when I went to sleep, I had I changed my goal. So my goal had been, for the past few months or weeks, my goal has been to meet a specific person in my dream. But I just watched a video with Robert Wagner. So what I did was, I said, my my goal changed and I said, speak to the dream. Show me something I need to see. So I, I went into, as I was drifting off to sleep, I kept saying, show me something I need to see. Show me something I need to see. Show me something I need to see. And then later on in the night, I was dreaming. And I... Well, my dreams have been getting really weird lately. Even my regular dreams, they're just really trippy. Very weird. So what happened was, I was... It started out, I was in this... Like an office building. Two people from my past. Like two friends. Who I haven't seen for years. They were both there talking to me and in these business suits and I felt a little bit what's the word guilty maybe because I hadn't one of these people had sent me a message on Facebook years ago to say hello and I didn't reply because I thought I was a bit ashamed of I was a bit ashamed of myself so I, I didn't reply to them and I do sort of regret that but in the dream because I, I was I felt a bit ashamed because I when I was at uni, I only got a 2-2, two, two, which is good enough for me. But I knew, like, this guy called Thomas, he was amazing. I know he would have got a first or something. And so there was part of me that thought, oh, I can't tell him I got a 2-2, two, because two, he'll... I thought he was going to judge me. So in the dream, I was, I was saying to him, oh, I'm really sorry I never replied to your message. It's because I, f- I felt ashamed of my grade. <laughs> grade. He basically turned around in the dream and said, Oh, I got a 2 2 2. A 2 2 2. <laughs> He's got a 2 2. So everyone's got little 2 2s. And in the dream, I thought, Oh, you. To myself, I was saying, You idiot. You should have. You should have said. Yeah, you shouldn't have been so silly. But. So then I was talking to this guy, Thomas. This is where it gets a little bit weird. So I, I'm talking to him. Firstly, we were in this office building. The next minute, we're outside. In like a street. The street suddenly turns into t- like a tunnel, and in the distance, <coughs> apologise for my voice. I'm not feeling very well at the minute, but in the distance there was this like a wall coming towards us, and Thomas got a little bit. Yeah, he was he was feeling a little bit nervous of this approaching wall, but I just looked at it, and I looked at this wall. It wasn't a wall. It was a giant head, a giant round head. 
the size of the tunnel. So it was like it was like a giant head going through the tunnel, coming towards us. Loads of eyes on it, but the eyes had eyes within the eye. It I don't know what that was. So it's got like all these eyes. And Thomas, he was saying, oh, the dream, he was, he, he was saying something like the dream's about to end. It was as if once this thing gets up to us, the dream's ending. And I said, I said, don't worry about it. I went, Whew. I gently blew and I blew this giant face backwards till it disappeared. And then we were back inside the dream again. <laughs> I mean, how weird is that? We're now back upstairs. The other guys come back, John and outside was a load of people <coughs> there's a load of people outside we were now in <coughs> i'm sorry <coughs> i'm gonna have a drinky poos drinky poos so we were uh it's not called ribena fruit it's not called ribena fusion it's called ribena fruit as in fruit shon fushon Ribena Fushon. Tastes nice though. Blackcurrant water infused with kiwi. <laughs> so, there's all these people. We were now inside the co-op, which is a shop I clean. There's loads of people queued up outside. And yeah, it felt a bit aggressive. And John and Thomas both said to me, Come out, it'll be alright. Yeah, we'll, we'll look after you or something. So we all... All of us, all three of us, go outside. When we get to the door, I realise there's nobody there. Because they, they were talking about how you're going to get transgender abuse outside. And they were going to protect me. Suddenly, <coughs> Thomas and John disappear. I don't know where they went. I'm on my own with all these people in a long line with a shopping trolley. I thought they were friendly. And they said, get in the trolley will protect you by wheeling you around the shop in front of all these people who are throwing abuse at you but will protect you in this trolley. So I climbed into this trolley and as I climbed in I thought well there's, n- there's nobody else around here. <clears throat> You're the only people here. Suddenly they start pushing me. They start pushing me. Push me around the corner. They let go and I'm going down this massive hill. <laughs> like a massive steep hill. I'm, I'm flying down this hill in this little shopping trolley I look around and I see them all at the top laughing and stuff and I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, well, what what now? That's when I actually became lucid because I thought, I'm in a shopping trolley. <laughs> it's a bit weird. I became lucid and I'm, I'm bombing down this hill in this little shopping trolley. I suddenly realised if I tilted my body, I could control the shopping trolley but I, I was still going so fast and at the bottom was this stone wall. As far as I was concerned, I was going to hit it. This is a bit random. I've got no idea what this represents. But a police car came up the street the opposite way. And I, I like, recognised it. I said, that's a police car. That's a bit weird. But I carried on with a dream in this shopping trolley. I, I almost wish I had... Because I was dreaming, I could have got out the shopping trolley, floated out. and I, I wonder what that was about, that police car. Because I love in, trying to interpret my dreams. But anyway, so I'm in this trolley. As we get to the bottom, as we get closer to the wall, I realise that the the road twists in three directions. You can either go straight into the wall, to the right or to the left. I look to the left, 
and I saw like a banking. So I thought, right, if I if I go to the left, I can go up this bank, and I'll like I'll be able to delete the speed and like be safe. So get to the bottom, I twist the twist myself, shopping trolley flies around the side, goes up this bank, and lands on the top. And I'm thinking, look how clever I am. <laughs> I've controlled this shopping trolley. I climb out the shopping trolley. And then I started saying, right, what's my goal? See, this is a bit weird. It's a bit weird. You're you're in a dream. You know you're dreaming. And yet, for some reason, you carry on the dream. Because the minute I became lucid in that shopping trolley, there was no need for me to carry on going down the road in the trolley. I could have said, right, I'm dreaming. I can fly into the air now. So I, it's a bit weird why, for some reason, you carry on in the dream. Because that happens quite a lot. The minute I'd got out of... I guess the minute I'd taken control of the dream, so I was now safe, it's when I started thinking, right, what's my goal? So I'm I'm stood on top of this little banking thing with this shopping trolley, and I said I said to the dream, show me something that is important to me. Show me something that is important to me. Suddenly, all those people from the top of the hill who had pushed me down in this trolley, they were surrounding the bottom of this bank. They were, it was like a horde of zombies, like, trying to grab at me. But I thought, ah, <laughs> I thought, I've got position here, because oh, I was above them. I'm pretty sure I could have stayed there, and they wouldn't have been able to get me. Even though they probably could, because they could have... For some reason, I felt like they weren't going to be able to get me. Now, this is where it gets a bit weird. This is the lesson that I've learned from this dream. There's two things. The first one is, what I did was... I picked up a shopping trolley and threw it at one of the people and it bounced off the bloke's head. There's this big black bloke down at the bottom. It just bounced off him as if... Yeah, he didn't flinch or nothing. It just bounced off him as if it was nothing. Later on, when I woke up, I thought about this. Firstly, it shows my subconscious is still acting out of aggression because if I was fully conscious there, I wouldn't wouldn't be throwing trolleys around at people. So it shows I've still got a bit of aggression in me. But also, this is this is I've got this feeling, I've got this feeling that dreams are trying to. I feel like dreams are a test, and what what happens is I think like you're you're going to keep repeating the dream over and over again, like for years potentially. You're going to keep repeating it until you understand the lesson. And once you understand the lesson and act in the way that is, what I would think is the best like the most loving, the dream will then stop and you won't have that again. So I feel like when I threw that shopping trolley at the bloke and it bounced off his head, it didn't, it didn't do anything. I feel like that's a bit like the dream is saying, nope, <laughs> that's not the right response here, try again. That's what, It just felt like that. So I'm now in the dream and the shopping trolley's back and I thought, hang on, I'm dreaming. So I put my energy into my head. Now I should have just flown off like that but for some reason, again, it's it's kind of lucid. I know what I'm doing, but I'm not fully lucid. Because if I'd been fully lucid, I would have zoomed off. But for some reason, the dream character, my dream self, it wanted to stay in the, in that scene. So I, I put my energy up into my head and I start floating. And I think, aha, you know, I've done this. I flo- floated over the top of them. I was far enough ahead that they couldn't reach me. I'm, I'm floating and I'm thinking, you know, I've nailed this one. I've, I'm going to get away from you. Suddenly, somehow, I had no idea how, one of them <coughs> reaches up 
and pulls me down. He grabs my legs. And then I thought, oh, no. Again, when I woke up and I've been thinking about this, it again, it feels like that wasn't the right response. Because I was... If I could go back into that dream and fully, consciously focus what, what I wanted to do, I would ask the people, what do you want? What do you represent and stuff like that? Robert Wagner, he always says, ask the dream figures, what do you represent? And you'll get answers. But like me floating off like that, I was trying to escape. So being aggressive, that's not the right response. Trying to escape and not face it, that's not the right response because the dream pulled me back in. So it, it is like you're lucid, but the dream is also working with you. It's like you're both working together. Yeah, you're, it's like your subconscious is the dream and then you are the conscious. And you're both trying to work together to get the best response. My camera is about to die. Which isn't good. Let me see if I can put this in. I should be able to put this in. Instead of there. I should have done that first, really. Yay, saved it. So, what happened was... What happened was, what was it? What it was was, it was, what it was was... What it was was... Yeah. So it's almost like trying to escape it isn't the right response. You've got to face it. So what happened was they grabbed me. And then, because at first I was floating across, like, like vertically. The minute they grabbed me, I became horizontal. So they're now all surrounding me. This is a weird, this is when it gets a bit weird. And it, there's got to be something in this. I've, I've talked about before. I went through about a month's period of having this reoccurring lucid dream where a dream figure would come into my dream, have this really weird energy, kind of like, it's not evil, it's just, it's like a malicious, that's a good word, malicious. It's like a malicious energy, like it's tormenting me. And the way I was able to transcend that one, because it kept coming up, and what it did, what it did was it would come up to me it would start poking me in my side. It it wasn't it didn't hurt, but it did hurt. <laughs> it was it was just more uncomfortable at first. But it he was poking me so much I was I wasn't just I was actually feeling it physically. Like he was really poking me all over my body. When I wake when I woke up from them, I would wake up feeling I could still feel the poking going on. Even when I had woken up. Really weird. The way I transcended that was, I ended up working out. It was representing my dad. And my dad came into a dream. I, What I did was I acted out in a, in a negative way. My dad turned into this sabotaging figure that was like tormenting me. And I thought, oh, it's dad. I hugged it. Proper hugged it. It, it was a proper true hug. And that... that it just like um, went away. It never came back again. That was months ago. So then when I got surrounded by these people and they started poking me, I thought, oh, no, not not this again. This is different. It's got to be different because there was loads of them. Yeah, I, I, so I went, oh, not this again. So, but it didn't, this one didn't hurt as much. Even though there's more of them, it didn't hurt as much. They're poking me. Inside of the dream, I shut my eyes and I just kept saying, I love you. I love you. I was saying to all of them, I love you. But I don't feel like that resolved it because 
I just woke up. I didn't. I didn't wake up feeling like I had resolved this that dream. I felt like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it felt like that dream is an unfinished. It's like an un, unfinished business. <laughs> I might actually make one of my goals to meet. Go back to those those trolley people because that dream was two nights ago, and last night. I made the goal, I wanted to go back to talking to that person again. But basically that's it really, for that little dream. Let's see if there's any notes in here that I forgot. <laughs> oh, look, this is some of the weird stuff that happens. Whenever I, whenever I wake up, I keep waking up and I hear voices in my head as I'm waking up. It's almost like as, as I'm coming out, I'm hearing things. Sometimes it says epic stuff, like one time it said... The penal gland, yeah, the penal gland is a black hole. Like, I've got no reason to be saying stuff like that. I don't know. But this one here, look at this. I woke up saying, cotton factory, and it said, old Chinaman will show me around. That is like one of the most random things ever. Random things ever. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a lady with an owl. I said, when does that owl sleep? She said, it's on charge. It's on charge between 8 to 10. <laughs> it's on charge. No idea. Random. I don't think there's anything else here. Yeah. So I wrote here, I stayed calm. So that's a positive. When they started poking me, I stayed calm. Initially I said, oh, not this again. But I stayed calm. I didn't I didn't feel scared or I didn't... I wasn't aggressive. Because when that one was on its own poking me I would always feel yeah I'd feel like I wanted to run away and stuff but I stayed with this one it's just I just I kept saying I love you but it didn't seem to be resolving it I've, I've put it here I was scared but I felt in control that's basically it for a little lucid dream that I'm calling the shopping trolley of death so this next one is another lucid dream which I just had last night, on the 14th of August 2019, day 621 in my dream diary. And I'm calling this one, Who's in the Mirror? And this one's really weird, so I'm going to talk about it in a minute. I just wanted to say, I am still getting over my cold. So if I start coughing, I've tried to record this lucid dream a couple times and I keep coughing. So if I do start coughing, I'm... I apologise, I, but I just really want to talk about this. So, this lucid dream started out with me in a water park. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't really. It was a massive water slide, like the width of probably a house, really massive, and it was super long and steep, going right down like like that. So I'm zooming down this waterfall, yeah, waterfall. I'd almost say it was a waterfall. It was like a waterfall slide. And I was in this little rubber ring. And I'm going down there. And I'm looking around. And all around me is nothing but trees. It was it was like a massive waterfall slide in the middle of a forest. It was amazing. So I'm sliding down this. There seemed to be nobody else around apart from one person right in front of me. On their own separate little water 
the little ring and they were like sliding and carving a space through the water so I was following them through this water when we reached the bottom it suddenly went into these like double doors of a school and I found myself in my old school and so this is at the moment it's just a regular dream but I'm, I'm popping about so I'm popping from location to location like without really any transition and then suddenly I was in the changing rooms with this little boy and all these people were looking at me well it felt like loads of people were looking at me and I got this sense that I wasn't supposed to be here so I started rounding all my clothes up and I had way too many clothes and shoes but I was trying to pack them all in my bag and I was going to go out to the like the female changing rooms so there's this little boy with me he went outside because it felt like there was other people there like outside in the changing rooms so he went out to to meet them but he came back and said that he was on his own there was nobody else there now when I woke up because I actually left him and went into the ladies changing rooms when I woke up I've thought about this because I've got this reoccurring dream figure that I've just realized might actually be me like my little little child my little boy when I was a little boy like my inner child I think so what happened is, Robert Wagner in this book, Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self, he talks about how you, you might have these dreams and you'll see a figure, like you'll see like a like a little boy, and say you know two little boys in your life, you will just assume that it's one of those people. So it isn't actually that person, but you've assumed it is because that's like the closest sort of link you can think of so I because this little boy has kept appearing in my dreams for the last year or so and I've always thought it was my nephew but the thing is I knew it wasn't because I kept switching I had when I was growing up my dad was with this lady and I had like a little stepbrother and I this dream figure I kept one minute I was thinking it was this dream this it was my little stepbrother next minute I thought it was my nephew and it kept switching and I kept thinking, who is this little boy? But I've never actually gone after this little boy. So I, I almost want to do that now. And when I was writing this dream down in my diary, I thought to myself, what if that little boy is actually me? And that's that would be quite fascinating. It's like he's showing up. He's like, it's almost, I feel like he's almost showing up saying, I want to tell you something. Yeah. So that's something for the future, I think. But I left him behind and I went into the ladies' changing rooms. It's a bit weird. There was two changing rooms. There was a... <coughs> sorry. There was this changing room that said drunk ladies. And then there was just the regular ladies. So I went into the ladies' changing rooms. It was it was empty. And I walked into this one room. It was this massive room, like a massage parlour. And I thought, this is amazing in here. I shut the door, locked it put my clothes down I, there's this massive mirror on the wall now this lucid dream is called who's in the mirror so what happened was I looked in the mirror there was this lady this old lady looking back at me it was a bit weird she had like spots on her face and really saggy breasts <laughs> but I, I was looking in the mirror and at the moment I'm not lucid well I'm sort of 
I feel like I was a little teeny weeny bit lucid. So, <coughs> so this, what happened was I, I started pulling faces in the mirror because whenever I look in the mirror, like in normal life, waking life, I'm always pulling faces. So I started pulling faces in the mirror and it's really funny because this old lady started pulling faces at me. So there's this, you, it's something you don't normally see is an old lady like pulling funny faces. So it's quite funny. And then I started taking my top off to, to get changed. And as I was taking my top off, I thought I'm dreaming. I can't really remember what triggered it, but I thought I'm dreaming. At this point, my top is covering me. So I can't see anything because all I can see is the fabric of inside my top. And I said, because my goal at the moment, my lucid dreaming goal is to to find Sula which is this person that the dream has told me to find I'm still struggling to find her but I know and this dream really confirms it it's it's sort of linked to fear I've got a little theory about this I'll hopefully remember at the end so I said with this top over me I said when I take this top off as soon as I take this top off I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to see Sula yeah so show me Sula when I take this top off I will see Sula in the mirror. When I take this top off, I see Sula in the mirror. I started taking my top off, and what happened was, it's it like it suddenly became a never-ending top. So I was pulling this top off, and I, I couldn't get to the end of it. <coughs> so it's like I was trapped in this top. And I was thinking, let me get out, I want to see the mirror. <laughs> I want to see Sula. And it was then I, I suddenly stopped moving the top, and I said, oh my god, this is a fear, isn't it? I said, I am I'm stopping myself looking in the mirror because I'm scared of, of what I'm going to see. At which point, yeah, it, that was weird. It's, it's, I really liked that feeling. It was, it was realisation that it, this was a, it was like a physical manifestation of, of a fear, which I thought was quite interesting. So what I did was I, I grabbed the top of the the, the top, like the, where you put your head through. I opened it and I pushed my head out like that so I could see the mirror. Now this is where this lucid dream is really, really weird. What happened was, I looked in the mirror and I could see something. But it was like, it was really blurry and out of focus. And I said, show me Sula, show me Sula. Now what gets really weird here is, I saw something in the mirror, but I cannot for the life of me remember what I saw. It's almost like a chunk of time in this dream has been deleted and I've lost the memory. So I know that I saw something, but I can't remember what it was. All I know is that I looked in the mirror, I saw something because I remember seeing it and I remember thinking, I've got to write this down in my dream diary. I also remember having a very strange emotion about it and I have this I have this feeling that I went into the mirror that's all I can remember I just can't remember what I saw even though I know I saw something so the next thing like that chunk of time disappears the next thing I'm at the end of the dream I'm talking to somebody again I don't know who I'm talking to and I said I've got to wake myself up to write this dream down I said look I've got to go I've got I've got to wake up to write this dream down at which point I woke up, as I was coming out of it, I saw these weird shapes again. 
which happens quite, I think that's like hypno, hypnopopic or hypnococcic or something. It's where you see weird dream imagery as you're waking up. So I saw that, I stayed in bed in the position that I was in, because Robert Wagner in his book, he also says about if you stay in your position, you're more likely to remember your dreams. So I'm lying there and I'm thinking, right, write this down, what I saw in the mirror. I couldn't actually remember anything. The whole dream had had disappeared, all of it. And I'm lying there thinking, come on, there's something really important here. What was I dreaming about? And then I, what happened was I started writing it down. All I wrote down was, yeah, I, I wrote down in a posh changing room. That was the only thing I could remember. And it was weird because as I write that down, which happens quite a lot, you write one little piece out, suddenly the rest of the dream starts to... It's like one little piece of the dream, you write it down, all the other pieces start popping back. So I started writing the dream down, almost like in reverse, putting pieces together, but I just could not remember what I saw. And it's quite it's quite weird. So what I'm thinking is, I've come away from this thinking, firstly, I've got the realization that the little boy I think is me so I'm gonna have to try so hard to next time I see the little boy become lucid and just talk to him really see what he wants my little inner child which would be quite fascinating I think I also think that Sula is some sort of representation of fear and I think that's why I have not been able to find her yet because I'm scared I think it's, I think Sula represents the fear of the unknown. And I think the dream has, I almost, because I put down here, I put down here, wild goose chase. Because I've started wondering, is Sula, is the dream sending me on some sort of wild goose chase with this Sula? And I've said before, does Sula actually exist? Or is it just, is it just a... Something that the dream has created in order to, like, some sort of way for me to focus inside of the dream. But all I know is I saw something in that mirror and I can't remember what it was, which is quite annoying. So I think, a bit like when, if you suffer, if you suffer from abuse or something, childhood abuse, you can sort of black it out of your memory so you completely forget about it. Well, I'm wondering whether you can actually do that in the dream. Whether whatever I saw in the mirror was maybe so traumatic that I I've bl- blanked it out. Really weird, but yeah, I I just that's it really. It was a it was a very fascinating dream because I've never had a dream, a lucid dream, where a chunk of time has just been like gone missing. But then it does make me wonder. How many lucid dreams must be must we be having, which we don't remember? So in other words, we wake up in the morning, having had a lucid dream, and we we don't even remember it. It's quite amazing because you sort of think to yourself, if I have a lucid dream, I'll always remember it. But to know you had a lucid dream and you've forgotten a piece of it, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of um, fascinating to me, really. So that's that. The next lucid dream, oh this is weird because I, I went back to sleep afterwards, I kept popping in, in and out of dreaming and the last thing I wrote here is giant spider web. <laughs> I really hope, 
oh, that would be horrible. Well, yeah, that's the sort of thing that would happen. I'm thinking in my head, what if Sula is like a massive spider? Because that would be really scary. And imagine that, you have to go towards a massive spider. Because in this dream, there was like loads of little rats running around. One went on my shoulder and I was filming it. And I suddenly looked over to my left and it was just like a massive spider web. And again, I feel like I semi became lucid because I thought that massive spider web must have a massive spider. And then I woke myself up because I thought I ain't going over there. <laughs> See, that that's the thing is there's a lot of fear involved here. Sula is linked to fear. That's what I'm working out. So it's fascinating really and that's basically it for this little lucid dream so these next two lucid dreams one was from last night which is the 22nd of august day 629 the other one i forgot to talk about last time it's from the 1st of august day 608 i think i'll start with the first one from day 608 and i call this one battle cat and I've put in my dream diary, Battle Cat was fun. <laughs> she attacked me, but I tamed her. That's what I put. So, basically what happened in this one was, I was lying in bed. I'd woken up, and I was writing my dream out, only to realise that I was still dreaming. It was another false awakening. So I looked down to the bottom of my bed, and the cat was sleeping on my bed. Well, she was, she was lying on my bed. She looked at me. And I knew I was dreaming, and I went down to stroke her, <laughs> and then she just jumped at me, like really aggressive, like <laughs> her claws were out, diving straight at me like that. And instead of getting scared, what I did was I sort of, as she came towards me, I spun myself around, jumped onto the back of her, and we both jumped out the window. So it, now, this must have looked ever funny. You've got a little cat a normal sized cat with a a normal sized human I was like sat on the back of her <laughs> so it's like a super big human on this back of this little cat and I just kept saying battle cat battle cat so battle cat is the cat from He-Man it's the cat that He-Man rides and I just kept saying battle cat battle cat and I don't know what happened but either the cat started getting bigger to be inside the same size as me or I started getting smaller to be in the same size as the cat. But soon, because this cat was just jumping around outside and I was on the back of this cat. And soon, we were the same size and then all of a sudden, I became the cat. So I was like looking through the eyes of the cat. And this, see at this point, I wasn't really, I wasn't really controlling the cat. I was just looking through the cat. So I feel like I had lost some of the awareness. <clears throat> I was still aware that I was dreaming, but I, I had lost, like the lucidity I guess had dropped. So, but what happened was this cat started walking along the edge of walls, jumping from ledge to ledge, climbing up trees and everything outside the back garden and like down my back lane. And this went on for about a minute and I was inside the cat, so it was like I was the cat jumping around, and then I just woke up, and I just thought that was amazing. And when I woke up, the cat was actually on the bed, <laughs> which is funny, and I was awake then. 
and then I wrote it all down. I, that was one of my most fun lucid dreams. Like looking back, it was fun. But like I said, I I think I lost lucidity because if I had kept my my lucidity, I would have gone after my goal because my goal at the time was to find Sula, which is this thing that dreamers told me to find. But whilst I I've put down here, I was searching for Sula. So whilst I was on the back of her, I must have been saying, Battle Gap, Battle Cat, take me to Sula. But at some point I've lost, I've got, what happened was I got excited, I guess I got taken in by the dream, because it was so amazing to be this cat that I forgot I was dreaming. <laughs> and I just became part of the dream. And then I woke up, I must have got excited or something while I woke up, but I haven't really put anything else here. Battle Cat killed... <laughs> It says here, I was in a previous dream, but a new one, so it kept repeating. I freed... Oh yeah, this was weird. Some of the stuff you write in your dream diary is so amazing. Especially the stuff you write at the very start, because you wake up and you forget about it, and then you look back and sometimes you'll read what you've wrote and it'll trigger a memory. Sometimes you read it and you're like, I don't know anything what that means. So like here, at the start of the night... I've put drawing sh shapes and creatures. So I was in a dream drawing shapes and creatures. Oh yeah. Yeah. This lucid dream with with the battle cat, it, it was a false awakening from a lucid dream. Because before that I'd, I'd been looking for Sula. I'd gone outside looking for Sula. There was loads of kids playing. Again, it's all about children. My inner child. Yeah, every time I look, at, read and look at my dreams, I can see this. It's all saying the same thing. It's something to do with my childhood. But I was looking for Sula with these kids, and then somebody showed up. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I remember that. I I was looking for Sula. There was this curtain. I pulled the curtain back. Darkness. But sometimes when I'm meditating or Yes, mostly when I'm meditating, I'll be lying there and I'll just suddenly get this feeling of fear, like a fear right through through my my belly, through my body. So I pulled this curtain back, looking for Sula, and I said, show me Sula. And I got hit with that fear feeling. So that's what popped me up. That's what popped, popped me out of the dream into a false awakening. And then I went into the one with the battle cat. <laughs> dreams are mint. I love dreams. So the next one, I'm going to call this one, what have I called this one? I called this one G-Forces. Yeah, this was last night. So something I've, something I've realised or something I've noticed is if I wake up in the middle of the night, if I wake up, write in my dream diary, go back to sleep, I'm, it's less likely that I'm going to have a lucid dream. But the way I've, I've, I've worked out, if I wake up, write my dream out, and then stay awake for about 30 minutes. So do some writing or something. Yeah, there's a certain period of time, it's about 30 minutes to an hour, where if I go back to sleep after that, I pretty much always have a lucid dream. The only problem with doing that is, sometimes I'll be awake for an hour and then I won't be able to get get back to sleep. So it's like a risk-reward. Because like, sometimes you wake up, you write down, you write down your dream, but you're so tired, you want to go back to sleep. So you sort of have to 
yeah, it's like a risk reward. Is it worth potentially not being able to go back to sleep? Because then, you, but if you can, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a lucid dream. So I woke up last night. <laughs> oh, this is funny. I was I was in yeah I was having another crazy dream. I was inside of a video game. It was like a Metal Gear Solid game. It was me, Fraser and Ian from work, where I used to work, and we were shooting these people. Basically, I had the really I had really low st- statistics, so I was a lot slower than them. But what happened was these like big creatures showed up who were too powerful for they were too powerful for all of us. So Fraser and Ian ran off, left me behind. So I was going quite slowly. But what happened was because I was going slowly, it ended up being better because they got caught. Because they went off really quick, they got caught. Because I was going so slow, I didn't get caught because I was able to get through. Really weird. But I woke up from that. I wrote it down. I felt I felt like it was sort of saying, it, there's this quote, when you rush, you delay. When you take your time, that's when you speed up. I sort of thought it was a bit like that. It's almost as if the dream is saying, you think going slow, going slowly is a disadvantage, but it's actually, it'll be like, it's like that thing, the hare and the tortoise. Sometimes it's better to go slow. That's what I learned from that. I woke up and wrote it all down. And then what I did was I tried to go back to sleep and I thought, I'm going to stay awake for a bit longer. I got that feeling. So, So I stayed awake about 30 minutes I went back to sleep I was able to go back to sleep and what happened was I was lying there and I've talked about this before if, if I'm in a dream and I can become aware and put my put all of my energy into my head I can like zoom super fast so I was lying in bed inside of this dream I was lying in bed and I was aware that I was lying in bed and I put my energy into my head and I started zooming but this feeling is this feeling of zooming is really weird because it's, I almost would say scary. It's not scary, but it's its super exciting, but it's so exciting, it's too much. And like, I can't really handle it. And it, it. The best way I can describe it is like, imagine you're on a roller coaster. When you're going down a roller coaster, you're zooming and there's this feeling of like, I, this is scare, this is scary because you're out of control. You're going so fast and you get that feeling. But the thing is, on a roller coaster, you know that you're going to hit, you're going to get to the bottom and it will stop. The thing with this is, you'll go, you put the energy into your head and it goes quicker and quicker. So it goes like one mile an hour, two mile an hour, four mile an hour, eight mile an hour. It's like it doubles really quickly. So before you know it, you're going like a thousand miles per hour and it's just going faster and faster. But unlike a roller coaster, you're, it's, it's not going to stop. And you, you get to this point where you feel like you're being stretched. <laughs> it's like you're being stretched out of existence. And what I do is I just... Well, last night, I, I I kept going to this place where it was so close. I could feel it was so close to like going. But I just kept pulling back because I was too scared. And every time I pulled back, I would do it again. And I must have done it about... Yeah, I, I put it in my dream diary fear kept pulling me back but i don't know how many there was there must have been about god it's quite a lot like about six or eight times that i kept doing this and and every time i seemed to get a little bit more further 
And it just felt like if I could just stay there, if I could just let myself get ripped out of existence, I know there's going to be something there. And I know I'm dreaming, so I shouldn't... It's so weird. I know I'm dreaming, so I know there's nothing to be afraid of. And yet, for some reason, I can't handle that feeling. But I love it as well. That's why as soon as it stops, I go straight back into it. Because it is like... It's a, it's an amazing feeling. Because you really feel it in your whole body. Like, you're zooming. It's, it's, I love that feeling. And then there was something really weird about this one. So when I I finally started waking up, and I knew that I was waking up, as I was waking up, and I feel like I was awake, but I can't have been, but, but I feel like I was, I was hearing music, like old-fashioned music on... Like one of those, stri- like one of those really old jukeboxes. It was like music playing like that with a bit of like crackle, as if it's playing on one of those LPs or something. And I could hear this music in the distance. And I was thinking that's weird. And then I woke up, <laughs> and then I just wrote it all down because that was that was amazing. Oh yeah, there was something else as well. Somewhere in amongst all of this, I can't quite remember. Yeah. As I was zooming, I got to this place because my current goal is to meet my inner child. I want to talk to my inner child to find out what they want because I've been going after Sula and what I've noticed is that this child keeps showing up. So this is another one that's weird. I was in this dream, this child showed up, which I said was, I thought it was this Jamie my little stepbrother that I used to have. But again, it it wasn't... It's just because when I'm in a dream, if I see a child, I'm going to think it's that person. But it's not. I think it was... I think it was my inner child because I was... My goal was to see my inner child. What happened was he, my inner child showed up or this little boy showed up and he started punching me <laughs> like he was having a boxing match. So I've, I put down here, Jamie Boxing. Ah, that was crazy as well. And then what happened then was, this is the bit just before I woke up and heard the music, it really felt like my head was shaking like side to side, as if it it was like going faster and faster, like my head was going to fall off crazy. (laughs) And that's it. It's just, the thing is about all of this, it sounds crazy and stuff, but it's actually, you're feeling it. That's why I love these dreams so much, because... Yeah, it's like more real than real. You're actually feeling it. So it's amazing. I think what I, I'm going to... I don't know how to do it. I've got to somehow get to that feeling, get that energy in my head and stay there. Oh, it'd be amazing. If you could just... Stay, I mean, what's going to happen if you... <laughs> what's going to happen if you get back, ripped out of existence? And that's the thing. There's the, the fear, I think, is the fear of the unknown. Because you're like, what is going to happen? But... You know, sometimes you wake up from a dream and you just know. You can just, you just know. It's strange, you just know something. Like sometimes you'll meet a character, a dream figure, and you just know that they are conscious on their own. And you don't know why you know, but you know. It's the same with that feeling in my, that energy thing. I just know, I just know that I'm so close to (laughs) getting to the end of it. Hmm. That's basically it then. Another two little lucid dreams. 
first one was Battle Cat, which was super fun. And the other one was the G-Forces, which was just, yeah, a be beautiful feeling. Very intense though. Too much, too much energy for me at the moment. <laughs> huh. Ah, that's not very good, is it? Boing. So that is the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed those little lucid dreams. And I just, I love, I love lucid dreaming. I, do, I love regular dreaming. I just find the whole thing fascinating. And I think the more you talk about it, the more you have lucid dreams. So it's quite exciting, really. But this week's inspirational quote is from the Tibetan Book of the Dead, edited by W.Y. Evans Ventz. Like I said earlier, it's quite hard to read, but there's a quote here that when I heard this, I read this last night before bed. When I wrote this, when <laughs> I didn't write it, when I read this, I thought, wow, this is just like, it's kind of like lucid dreaming. This is why I think lucid, or at least dreaming, is so important for like life and death. But before we do that, I'll just say you can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com and videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson but so in this in this book he's they're talking about how spirituality and science western science with like the quantum and stuff he's talking about how it's starting to come together and this was even in the 70s i think this book was writ or wrote when was it wrote it, it was wrote quite a long time ago but so even back then they were saying it might even be the sixth no 1985 I think but it's like it was written in quite a long time ago and even then he was talking about how science and spirituality is coming together and I've been noticing that myself it just seems inevitable that they're gonna end up coming together and working together and then I think that's when it all it will all make sense but so he's talking about how the way that the ancient scriptures talk about everything coming into being is with five elements. So the first one is fire, then air, water and earth. And apparently we are still in the earth phase. But the fifth element is ether, which we haven't got, got, there, got there yet. But he's talking about how w when you die... The ultimate aim is to get to this, like, ether realm. So it says here, the psychical attributes of the ether element is that of the subconsciousness, and the subconsciousness as a tr transcendental consciousness higher than the normal consciousness in mankind, and as yet normally underdeveloped, undeveloped, is believed to be the destined is believed to be destined to become the active consciousness of the humanity of the fifth round. <laughs> round. So what what it's saying is, once we move into the next phase, like in death, we're going to end up in the subconscious. The subconscious is going to become the main consciousness. So this is why I think, with, with lucid dreaming, you are... Becoming super aware, and 
in a in a strange way you're starting to manipulate your subconscious whereas before if you don't if you just leave everything as it is your subconscious is controlling things in even like everyday life waking life and in your dreams so like you'll be running away from fear creatures and you your subconscious will be making decisions and if it is make if you are living in fear then your subconscious is going to be making fear-based decisions limiting decisions whereas in a lucid dream you can become lucid you can start doing things that aren't limiting like you can start basically changing your subconscious actions and then when you wake up the subconscious because it's it's behind everything it will start influencing your decisions but what i'm saying is when you die your subconscious is going to be running the show really which is what i've said about before it's like if you're not aware if when you die you're you're not aware you're just going to end the subconscious is just going to end up taking doing what it wants to do so if you have if you your life when you was alive has been a subconscious being limiting that's just going to carry on in the dream which is what will bring you back for reincarnation for another life that's what's going to keep the cycle going is if you if your subconscious is limiting it's just going to keep putting you back in the system and it goes into everything when you start looking into all these like spiritual things they talk about how before we come here we choose to come here so it's it's almost like you choose to come here because you haven't worked out <laughs> you haven't like worked en- enough on your subconscious it's still limiting so in the dream realm you improve your loose your subconscious in your waking it improves your subconscious you become fearless when you die your subconscious will be probability will be incredibly high that you'll be fearless which means you won't have to come back you'll be able to get break yourself free which is what this is all about this tibetan book of the dead is all about understanding life and death so that you can basically liberate yourself from the cycle of reincarnation but i just found that really kind of fascinating how it just it links in so much with lucid dreaming i really hope that they talk about dreams in this book that'd be quite amazing because there's quite a lot of stuff in here and i know that they do this book is a hell of a fascinating but it's quite hard it is quite hard to understand sometimes and some of the words i don't even know what they mean (laughs) and yeah it's it's very fascinating though so i'll just do the quote again this week's international quote is the the psychical attributes of the ether element is that of the subconsciousness and the subconsciousness as a transcendental consciousness higher than the normal consciousness in mankind and as yet normally under underdeveloped is believed to be destined to become the active consciousness of the humanity of the fifth round the tibetan book of the dead dead